Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to episode 102, looking ahead at Laura Ingalls Wilder fandom this year, 2019. This is uh, the podcast about Laura Ingalls Wilder, historic foodways, one-room schools, and other social history. I'm Sarah Utop, the host and creator of Trundlebed Tales. Find us around the web under Trundlebed Tales and on your social on your favorite social media platform. If you listen through iTunes or just have an account there, please leave positive feedback because it helps people find the show. And before we get going today, I want to just do a little bit of housekeeping. And uh, we actually have a bit today First off, uh, we are uh, going to, we're a little late with this uh, episode this year, but uh, we're actually a month ahead of where it was last year. And I think, knock on wood, we have gotten uh, a hold of all our tech problems and hopefully you're hearing all this fine, I hope. Uh, And I wanted to to tell you a little bit about our upcoming schedule. Now, I have started trying to do our monthly updates in the middle of the month because I have had such a hard time getting them done right at the end slash beginning of the month. So in the next couple of days, probably Friday or Saturday, we're going to do an episode uh, that's one of our month um, updates for uh, June. And also, uh, sometime this month yet, we don't have a de- date set yet, but we're, I got the new director of Laura Ingalls Wilder Home and Museum in Mansfield to agree to an interview, so hopefully we'll get that date set. And it, uh, we're going to try and get it in before the end of the month. I haven't set it up with them yet either, but I'm hopeful in June we're going to have at least one interview about the big reunion that's going to be this summer in Walnut Grove. I still have to do my Disney catch-up, and I have a whole bunch of uh, future programs that I hope we can get in sometime this summer. One thing to watch for is that uh, I'm hoping to start a new thing. Now, usually the time of this program bounces around depending on my schedule and schedules of the people I interview, but I am going to be trying really hard from this point in to always do an episode on uh, Sunday afternoon, the first Sunday of the month. And um, July, June and July are the ones where that may not happen, July especially, but we're going to Uh, try and get that done going forward. So usually watch out for Sunday afternoons and we will hopefully have a program then. Also, 
I have uh, started to conquer my new video editing program. So I've got one of those ready to go. And it should be going out Sunday night. And we'll see if we can get some more stuff done uh, to get back on the on the track of doing those some Sundays too. So watch out for the YouTube page and the um, blog. And I think that might be it. Oh, and I was going to tell you my presentation schedule coming up. And tomorrow, actually, I'm going to be doing my one-room school program, May 26th. Second, I'm going to be at Eddyville, Iowa, doing In the Kitchen with Laura. Uh, the Back doing one-room school on May 23rd. And then Roland, I'm, I'm going to be in Roland June 1st, which I just realized the date isn't on my schedule. I'm going to have to get that fixed. But June 1st at 11 a.m., I'm going to be doing packing up at the Roland Public Library in their beautiful new meeting room. And we still have quite a bit of time left this summer. So if there is a local museum or library or service group around you and you'd like me to come to your town, please make sure to let them know and we'll see if we can get it worked out. And I think that's it this time for our housekeeping. And with that, uh, we are going to get into what's going on in Laura fandom. And some of this is going to be looking back instead of looking ahead since we are five months into the year. Uh, But as I say, I actually am doing this a month earlier than I did last year because all the troubles we had. So I'm going to count that as a win. And we're just kind of going to go through all the Laura home sites and look at what's going on. And uh, first off, I think that this is a really interesting time to uh, be a, uh, well, an interesting time to see what's going on in the uh, Laura home sites because Uh, We actually have four directors changed between last year and this year. And uh, let me just run through those. Uh, Spring Valley is now has Stephanie Osterhaus uh, for their director. Pepin has Sue Feedy, and I must apologize if I'm mispronouncing names. I probably am. And uh, she is actually a descendant of Isaac Ingalls, who is a cousin of Charles. Uh, And probably the biggest turnover is that Nicholas Inman uh, has uh, taken over as the director at Mansfield. Now, we have had uh, um, the same director there, Jean Cody. Well, she's when she wasn't director, she was on the board and heavily involved in running the site anyway between the 1960s and last year. So to have somebody else come in is a, a big change. And I'm not sure how that's going to affect the sites. And to have so many sites 
turnover um, is quite uh, a shakeup in Laura world. And we'll just have to see if we get some new ideas coming into these home sites. Uh, because they're just starting in, they may be more open to suggestions. So if you have something you would like to see one of the home sites do, reach out. Now would be a great time. And, you know, the worst thing they can do is say no. And, oh, I should also mention, I don't have the name, but uh, unfortunately we had the director of the Keystone Area Historical Society on last year, and she was director there about two years. And I was really impressed with the work she'd done. And she sadly left last year, and their uh, new director uh, is only going to be part-time and is going to be running a lot of other summer programs. So not sure what that means for Keystone, which, of course, uh, they like to say they are home of the original China Shepherdess. They are at least home of Carrie Ingalls and where Mary Ingalls died. So it's really a fairly important site, even though it's one of the smaller ones. And with that, let's just kind of dig into the Laura sites and what's going on there. So Pepin, Wisconsin, they had... Uh, a new sign show up this year. So when you arrive in, in Pepin, they've got a gorgeous new sign that was installed earlier this spring. Another big change is, well, this actually happened last year, but uh, the Pepin Depot Museum, which had been a, a completely separate organization, and then it was closed for a couple years, starting Last year, it was actually open on a limited basis. It's supposed to be open more this year. And if you are a punch penny person, uh, or press penny, sorry, press penny person, they have a machine there with uh, multiple designs. So make sure you bring along your quarters and your pennies when you visit. Uh, they are also looking for an employee to work the front desk a couple days a week. So if you live kind of close to Pepin or are into looking for a very, very part-time summer job, then uh, you might want to check in with them because they just opened that position this week. It was a really bad winter in well, across pretty much the entire Midwest. Um, in Iowa, we had a day, well, a couple days, really, that broke not only the cold record for that day, but the cold record since they started keeping records. So it was a really bad year. We've also had quite a bit of flooding on both the Missouri and the Mississippi River. And hopefully you know that Lake Pepin is actually a widening of the Mississippi. So they have had... Um, Lots of flooding right along the shoreline. Uh, the Pickle Factory, one of my favorite restaurants there, was kind of its own little island. And I think the bottom floor actually did get flooded somewhat. Uh, so they're still having to deal with that. But looking forward to happier things, Laura Days is scheduled September 14th to 15th. I'm going to be back there uh, this year. And also Renee Grace 
who does or was the person behind the um, Little House picture book. And she uh, is going to be speaking there again. And she did a hands-on project last time. I'm thinking she'll probably be doing something like that again. Uh, she was last there two years ago, so I am glad to see her back. And I think that if you haven't been to Pepin, this would be a great year to head in. And I can't remember if I said it, that's September 14th and 15th. Now, uh, Independence, Kansas uh, had a new cabin show up, or, or they built a new replica cabin because their old one from 1977 was really in bad shape. And so uh, that's the new thing. Now they had a plan where they were, uh, step two was going to be to build a stable like the one Pa talks about, which I was very glad to see. That's something I don't think Laura Home Sites talk about enough is what happened outside the little house, which was just is important, if not more so. They have not been able to start that. And then stage three was to turn the um, house that's on the property that was the actual farmstead into a museum. And right, and now it is just a gift shop. Um, but they do have some things that really belong in the museum. So hopefully they will get that project going. They are also looking for vendors for Prairie Days. Uh, it's just one day, Saturday, June 8th from 10 to 5, but they are looking for people to be vendors to add, you know, kind of more festival activities going on that day. Uh, and if you have something to sell, contact them, and I'm sure they will be glad to help you out because the more vendors, the more things for people to do, the better the event will be. Uh, in past years, they had done uh, more events during the year, but this has become in the last year or two sort of their big and, well, it was always their big event, but it's really become their only event. So if you want something extra going on in Independence, June 8th is really the day you have to shoot for. That gives us to Walnut Grove and this is a big year for Walnut Grove because it is the 45th anniversary of the Little House in the Prairie television series. And how many times does it say the name of Walnut Grove and Honor Banks of Plum Creek, the book that's set there? Nope, too high. Still too high. Nope, it's zero. That's right. They don't mention the name of the town once. It's always they went to school in town. They even left on the train from town. It never says Walnut Grove. Now, in the very first episode of the television series, which aired September 11th, 1974, they had uh, the name of the town of Walnut Grove mentioned, I don't know, at least a dozen times. So the next year, tourism spiked. So Walnut Grove just loves the television show. And this year, they are the big uh, event for having a reunion with the cast. And I'm starting to hesitate because I have to pull up my other thing that actually has 
the list of said cast. All right. So these are the people right now. They have 10 people that are going to definitely be there. Uh, uh, good Lord willing in the Creek don't rise. They, uh, there may be uh, others that add, they're still being a little cagey with that. And frankly, there's one uh, kind of supporting actor that I would be surprised if he doesn't come. So there may be more. But this is who we've got set up for right now. Charlotte Stewart, who played Miss Beetle. Allison Arngram, who played Nellie Olson. And Dean Butler, who played Almanza Wilder. And who we have now gotten to saying Almanzo instead of Almanzo, like they said on the TV show. Yay. Uh, that was always a, a big accomplishment. Uh, and those three, uh, Charlotte uh, Stewart and Arngram and Butler, have kind of ongoing relationships with Walnut Grove and have been there multiple times and have been big supporters of um, the museum there. So going on from that, we have David Friedman, who played one of the Carter sons. Uh, the Carters, if you kept watching to the end of the series, uh, the Ingalls family, except Laura, moves out of town, and they sell the little house to the Carter family, who are actually a little more well-off than the Ingalls family, and the Ingalls family moved to the city, basically because behind the scenes, Michael Landon wanted to uh, move more into developing other projects as uh, an executive producer rather than continue acting quite so much at that time. He changes his mind later and starts a third series, but that's where he was at the time. So David Friedman is one of the Carter boys. Uh, Wendy Lou Lee is one of the two twins who played Baby Grace. And she actually has a new book that's coming out right now. If you are Want to pick one up at the reunion? It just came out with a pre-order, and you can. It's called a Prairie Devotional, and uh, I don't know much about what it is. I haven't seen a copy yet, but that's basically what um, she's going to be signing there. I mean, she can sign other things, but she's going to be there with this new book that she can sign. Then Sydney Greenbush is going to be there. Uh, she's one of the twins that played Carrie. Uh, Stan Iver is there, who was John Carter. He was the father of the Carter family. And I'm going to say his name totally wrong, which is too bad because I love him. But I, I always see his name written, not pronounced, so I'm not good at it. But Radames Para who um, played um, Mr. Edwards' adopted son, who had the romance with Mary and ultimately is killed uh, when, as part of bringing Mr. Edwards back to the show after he leaves. And I love him, not necessarily so much from his work on Little House, but because he played uh, the young, well, basically teenage, Kwai Chang Kane and Kung Fu, Kung Fu is a wonderful TV series if you haven't seen it. Kung Fu the Legend Continues is even better. He was He's not in that one, though. He was in the original one. And he actually had to shave his head through part of high school for that. And 
So I was really, really pleased to meet him at the last reunion so I could tell him. I always said when I read the, the making of book on Kung Fu and Lucent, or read about all the troubles he had in high school because of that, that I hoped he thought it was still worth it because the work he did on that show is still powerful and still touching people. So if you get to meet him, thank him for going through all that because it's really worth it. Um, and watch Kung Fu if you haven't yet. Uh, then uh, Pamela, I think it's Radiant. That can't be right. Roy Lance. Like I said, I'm bad at pronouncing names, and these are in kind of a fancy script. But anyway, uh, she was Mrs. Carter, and then Hersha Parody, who was also who was Alice Garvey. Uh, when the show still or first started, they kind of needed a second family to balance things out and kind of make the screen time work better. And so everything didn't happen to the Ingalls family, and that was the Garveys. Alice Garvey is most famous for the fact that uh, she was, her character was killed when the blind school burnt down. She had Marion Adams' totally fictional baby in her arms, and it kind of looks like she's trying to break the window open with the baby. She, that was not what she was doing. It was a trick of the angle, but it really looks like that. Uh, so she's going to be there, too. Uh, the Carters are sort of the new additions compared to who showed up last time. And um, we only got one of each of the set of twins when we had both last time. But this is a great opportunity to meet people on the TV show. Um, my video diary of showing of what it was like to go to the reunion that I think is going to be pretty similar to what it's going to be like this time. Uh and if you really want to meet people from the cast, this is the opportunity to do it. Um, I haven't heard anything official. My guess is there's going to be another reunion in five years. But uh, as the cast is, um, but you never know who of the cast is going to be available. So if you want to get their signatures, this is the time to go. And hopefully we'll be doing at least one episode where we can talk about that more in detail. Uh, also, we'd mentioned for pre-order that the Prairie Devotional was available for pre-order now. Also available for pre-order is the Reunion shirt. Now, they have done some absolutely gorgeous shirts for the last few years at Walnut Grove. This one is great, too. It looks um, a lot like the 2014 shirt, if you haven't seen it, but that one was uh, orange, and this one is going to be red. So, yay, I'm always glad to get red shirts. So, whether you're going to the uh, reunion or not, you can still get the shirt. I got the one for Ma last year, even though I didn't make it there. Uh, also, uh, the other big thing this year is that there was an auction with Melissa Gilbert selling off some of her props from the show. They did a fundraiser for that, and they were able to uh, buy Pa's fiddle from the TV show. 
and also Mr. Edwards' outfit. And I think Pa's fiddle was the big get. It, they had other things from the various actors and actresses that were on the show already on display, the big one being the mantelpiece from the actual set and Doc Baker's uh, doctor's bag, which was really his grandfather's doctor bag in real life because he was a prairie doctor, which is what I think is the coolest thing there. Uh, but this pause fiddle from the TV show, I think, is really far up there, and it is so great. That is basically where that fiddle belonged, and I'm so glad they were able to buy that. Uh, there was also one of... Um, Melissa's dresses from the show framed for sale, but they didn't get that, sadly. Those were the ones that they were really trying for. The Before we move on from the pageant, a couple of things. Last year, they had absolutely terrible floods, just terrible. Uh, they had to shut down and totally cancel their uh, first pageant weekend because basically the pageant grounds were underwater. It did a terrible amount of damage. It knocked out a lot of their prop storage, which was right there behind the stage. They lost a lot of props. They lost a lot of electrical stuff. Uh, so uh, they're still recovering from that. And hopefully they'll be able to, with this big event, raised the money to be able to restore some of the stuff that was lost. And there is also now a commercial for the Walnut Grove pageant on Facebook, on their Facebook page, which is the Walnut Grove pageant page. And we've shared it around to several of the Laura groups. If you are on Facebook, go find that ad and share it out, whether you can go this year or not, because they really need some help to get things back in order. Uh, there is a new page on the Plum Creek County Park, so you can now uh, register or make a reservation for the park online for camping. They also have, if you don't want to camp there, that's where the actual walnut trees, Walnut Grove are, and it's a great place to go for a walk. Uh, and also, if you don't camp, they now have several more air uh, B&Bs, both uh, in Walnut Grove proper, there are two, or at least there were the last time I checked, and a couple in the surrounding towns. Now, uh, as you, well, I haven't really talked about it on here, but I have problems with B&Bs, or with um, Airbnbs for a couple of reasons, um, but I think this is one of the few situations where it is a great idea with no downside. So I haven't stayed in any of them there yet, but I think that sometime I actually will overcome my scruples and stay there because this is a perfect situation for them. They also uh, had previously bought what was the original Master's Hotel and the Master's Store, uh, the ones in Walnut Grove. Now the original Master's Hotel was in worse shape than they thought, and um, it, it they're really focusing on the master store as the one that is restorable, and so hopefully they'll have been able to get some uh, new uh, work done on that, and we'll be able to tour it pretty soon. The dates of the pageant, again, are 
July 5th and 6th, July 12th and 13th, and July 19th and 20th, with the uh, 12th and to 13th being the two pageants during the reunion. The reunion is going to be from the 11th to the 14th. The uh, 12th and 13th before the pageant, they will have all the actors out on stage for a Q&A session. And then on Sunday is when you can get a chance to get your picture taken with the entire cast. It'll be set up so that they're all set up already and they'll run people in, take the picture, run them out, get the next person in, take the picture, get the next person in, take the picture. That will be Sunday morning. And um, if you, as I say, if you want to get a better idea of that, check out my YouTube page for my events from last year. In Burr Oak, they had their Spaghetti Supper, which is an annual fundraiser on February 22nd. And they had a book sale just this last weekend. Uh, They will have uh, special hours for Uh, Memorial Day, May 27th, and their Laura Days for the year are going to be June 21st to the 23rd. Now, they have been doing a lot of construction work between uh, the end of the season last year and the start of the season this year. They stabilized both buildings that they previously had, both the hotel and the bank, which is their visitor center. They had found a uh, pretty bad uh, insect infestation in uh, one of the walls, and they basically had to take most of it down and replace that wall, which uh, if you're looking at the hotel, it is the one on the left that is open to the green space um, between it and the mercantile building. Uh, They also uh, did some more work on the visitor's center. They had put in a new floor in the vault. They had retucked the building. They had to rebuild a couple of the brick parapets, which um, if you haven't seen the building, go and look on their Facebook page because it's kind of hard to explain. But basically the building's wall kind of starts out high in front and then kind of goes down in a series of steps. There previously was clay steps on top and as caps and they were crumbling. So they replaced those with copper, which is, I think, great. Uh, The other really big news this year is that uh, the Robert Grimacombe family donated the mercantile building. Now, when I first started going to uh, Baroque, that was actually a restaurant, which I think was a good thing. And then it became a restaurant and antique shop. And then for Neva Brimacone, who was the director at the site for a long time, she'd given up uh, being director And she'd bought that building with the hope that she'd be able to turn it into a bread and breakfast. But um, it's been a number of years, and I think they finally accepted that they were not going to be able to do it. Robert Brimacone, before he passed on, had done a lot of work uh, with the 
museum and she'd gone on the bus trips out east. He was a great guy and I'm glad they were able to donate the building in his honor. Uh, it actually happened while I was at Disney World, so I kind of missed the big announcement, but um, it's they're working on that building too, and I'm not exactly sure what they're going to end up with with that, but hopefully it'll be a great addition to Baroque. And there are Laura Days, I said before, it's June 21st to the 23rd, and they're also looking for sponsors for events during Laura days. So if you would like to make a donation or sponsor a particular event, you can do that and it would be tax deductible and you can contact them if you want more information. Um, in DeSmet, they are doing uh, By the Shores of Silver Lake as the pageant this year. And their pageant dates are going to be uh, the... 5th and 6th, the 7th and 12th, or 7th to the 12th, and this is actually a little more complicated because they extended their dates around Walnut Grove's reunion, thinking that people might stop there either before or after. So the dates in July are the 5th and the 6th, the 7th to the 12th, so 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, the 13th and the 14th. Uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20th, and the 21st, uh, which is a lot of days. So hopefully they're going to be able to have, um, you know, after I just read that, that does not look right. I'm going to double check their dates, and you should too before you make a special trip. Uh, but I think that's right. The new They have new directors this year, Margaret and... Tap Payne, who uh, were previously involved in a lot of community theater in Minnesota, so hopefully they will come in, uh, and it will uh, be an even better production. Spring Valley, they lost the Almanzo Wilder 100 bicycle race. It's now going to be in another part of the county. I am sorry to say, because I thought that was really cool. Uh, this last weekend, they had spring teas. They'll have the ice cream social June 14th. Eliza Jane schoolhouse days are at the end of July. Their ag days celebration, which took the place of Wilder Fest, um, but it's going to be more about agriculture, is going to be August 15th to the 18th. Uh, they aren't planning on continuing the Christmas teas, I'm sorry to say, and the one this spring was a replacement for it. Mansfield this year, I mentioned they have a new director there. They also have rearranged their um, touring somewhat. They are going to have a rose theme for it. They also are going to have um, a new temporary exhibit about the television show in honor of the 45th anniversary. So um, this would be a great time to go. They also had the Laura Ingalls Wilder Children's Literature Festival and uh, companionship with the uh, Cherry Blossom Festival in Marshfield, Missouri, which uh, the Nicholas I yeah I see his name wrong Inman Nicholas Inman's uh, going actually runs that as well. He and his wife, 
Uh, they had this last weekend their first Just a Mere Graveyard event. And quite often uh, for the last couple of years, they have been announcing Just a Mere events, which are some kind of learning activity. Uh, and they don't always give you a lot of uh, notice of those. So watch their website. And there's actually a whole bunch of stuff going on, especially Wilder Days, which is going to be the third weekend in September. And Allison Arngram is going to be the special guest for that, who, as I mentioned, uh, is Nellie. They have set the dates for the pageant now, uh, which is uh, the musical done by the Ozark Mountain Players. And uh, be sure to check my... Uh, blog or their uh, Facebook page for the date. Vinton is unfortunately going uh, still in somewhat of a state of limbo. The blind school as a living function has been combined with the school for the deaf and council bluffs and has moved there. The actual blind school building is totally in limbo. Um, and I have absolutely no news on that. It's been almost a year, and there's still no definite news. I am very sorry to say. Keystone, I mentioned, has a new uh, director coming on. They are continuing to have their birthday party. Don't have a date set for it yet, but it's normally um, very close to Carrie's birthday. Traditionally, it was on Carrie's birthday no matter what. But uh, the last couple of years, they've actually moved it around some. So I'm not sure. Contact them if you want to make a special trip out for that. Uh, William Anderson has had a couple of visits, including uh, the one that's still upcoming. It's going to be May 30th and 31st at the 5th Annual Midwest History Conference. I haven't gotten to go to that conference yet. But they've really been doing a big push on Midwest history again, which is great. The American Printing House to the Blind in Louisville, Kentucky, switches back and forth between a Lewis Braille event and a Mary Ingalls event. This year was Mary's turn. Uh, Pomona Public Library had their annual Laura Ingalls Wilder Gingerbread Show Sociable for Laura's birthday again this year. Old World Wisconsin canceled their event, although they will still have a lot of the activities that they have previously associated with Laura going on throughout the summer. Heritage Hill in Green Bay, Wisconsin, canceled their Laura event for the year. Uh, Genesee's Country Village Museum in Mumford, New York, canceled their Laura days, and it's going to be replaced by a novel weekend, Lewis Carroll, who, of course, wrote the Alice in Wonderland book. Hoover Library, I am returning as their featured speaker for their Laura Ingalls Wilder Remembered event. This year, instead of it being on the Monday, it's going to be on the Sunday, and there's only going to be one in the afternoon. So that's going to be Sunday, September 1st, 2 p.m. Come out and see my program. You will love it. And the uh, National Cowgirl Museum, which previously had had a Laura event, they brought it back for the 150th and said they were going to continue it periodically. They did not have one this year. And I am glad I gave myself over a half hour in case because I have been talking a long time. 
But I think that's pretty much uh, what's going on in Laura Ingalls Wilder fandom. I do want to mention that a graphic novel came out called Credo about Rose Wilder Lane. That is a biography of her. Sadly, I have not yet gotten it written, but um, I'm sorry, not written. I have not yet gotten it read. I passed it off to a um, graphic novel expert, and she is hopefully going to be getting me a review of it, and then I will get it read myself. And with that, that is the end of this episode. Thank you again for joining me on Trendlebed Tales. And remember to brighten the corner where you are. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.